Welcome to a special episode of Console Ninjas podcast. This is our Halo 5 spoiler cast. It's not going to be a very long one, but we're going to um, go through. So if you haven't played with the, the Halo 5 story to its completion, turn Just it off now. Master Chief dies at the end. <laughs> turn fun. it off now and uh, then come back and listen to this when you have finished it. All right? No. Um, and, make, and make sure you play it on at least Heroic if you're doing it on your own and don't uh... be a shitbag like Will. Uh, for, right. for the listeners, just want to do something very quickly. Obviously, there's a lot of extended universe. In terms of yourself and Will, how much of that extended universe have you either read, listened to, been involved with, etc., in terms of audiobooks, books, graphic novels, all that sort of stuff? Almost all of it for me. Jace's kind of started dipping his toes in a wee while ago, and he's kind of hit it a bit hard, more hard recently, haven't you, mate? Yeah, I, I've um, I've missed out on a fair lot of the audiobooks, but I'm certainly catching up on the audiobooks now. Uh, I listened to all of Hunt the Truth before this came out. I've listened to uh, New Blood. Uh, I've read through quite a lot of stuff, and obviously when um, things have happened in the games, I know that you've known the extended lore behind it. I've always caught up on it through you, Will, because you've mm-hmm. always been my, my Halo go-to guy. Um, and things I wanted to know other than that, I've gone and found them out. So I'm fairly invested in yeah. And of, of all the game universes, the Halo is the one that I'm more invested in than any other. So. I, the only reason I ask is because when we talk about the story, it's obviously it's like a lot of things. The more that you know about this from the background material, for want of a better phrase, the more impactful it's going to be. So I myself have not dipped a huge amount into the extended universe. Uh, we'll probably come on to how that's affected me slightly different than it's affected you as we go through the spoiler cast. Well, that's it. And I think this one, more than any other, um, you get more from being more invested into it. So if you've listened to Hunt the Truth and you've listened to the, some of the, the things like um, Glassland's audiobook, I've literally just finished today. You can um, read it if you want, by the way. You can read it, of course. But, just can't be um, yeah, it's it's nice when I'm driving uh, long distances like I am this week. I'm spending a lot of time in the car, I just bang the audio book on the stereo, and uh, it it gets uh, gets me through my journeys. So that's what I was doing uh, yesterday and today. Um, so uh, do you want to start us off well with the start of um, Halo Five and what was going on and seeing where we where we fit that in and not what particularly we, what we, what we because know? the start of the game's a bit that I missed fuzzy a bit. All right, Dale, go on. So from what I understand, you kick off in. Fireteam Osiris, with the mission to rescue... What do you mean his Buck and his mate Locke? <laughs> Buck and Locke. Uh, with the mission to rescue Halsey, who was kidnapped by one of the Sankini generals at the end of Halo 4's Spartan Ops. Yes. But that's it, she's kidnapped by Jewel and Dharma, who's yeah. quite a big character in the... Um, in the Sangida universe. Obviously, he was leading or trying to lead the uprising against um, the Arbiter. Will, do you want to uh, tell us more about that? Well, basically, the idea is uh, obviously it's a bit kind of all over the place now because the Covenant got shut down, didn't they, at the end of Halo 3, when mm-hmm. basically we disproved God to them. That's it, got rid of the prophets and <laughs> yeah. there was no uh, longer this great but, transcendence and stuff they wanted. But you still have the Covenant, well, not the Covenant, you still have them races kind of split in two right now. You've got the one set that want to go off and do their own thing, and you've still got the set that still believes that the Forerunners are some sort of god, and um, Julian Dama's basically the one that's that's heading up those guys, isn't he? Um, and obviously, the Arbiter knows the script, and that's why he's on the opposite side. But, as Jay said, obviously Julian Dama's quite a big character in the Kilo 5 trilogy, which are the Better of the books that have been out recently, so I, I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to that when you, when yeah. you explain what happens. So, basically, fire team of service, completely level. The rescue Halsey, at which point Joel and Dama is then killed. Bullshit. So I'm assuming that's actually quite well, a big no. event. The fact that he dies. Uh, that's well, the this, thing that pisses yeah, me off on. the most. Um, is the fact that you've got these books and they've done a really good job 
in this game, especially as Jay said, incorporating knowledge that you've picked up for the books. But they've spent three books, uh, and pretty good ones at that, building up Julian Dama as the big bad. Do you know what I mean? And he dies in a fucking cutscene at the start of the game. In a fucking cutscene. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and that's it, no battle to it either. It was literally just he got to jump from behind. He didn't even have a chance for a fair fight. And after certainly um, what he goes through in Glasslands, and I'm sure that's going to continue through the other two books, as you say, um, he's a fucking badass. He's not the kind to get fucking jumped from behind by some dickheads, especially um, given his hatred for Spartans because he's he's had fallings out with them personally before. He's not going to let some fucking Spartans sneak up on him anymore. So this is the thing. I have not read those books yet. So for me, it... While it, it was the random bit, bad guy It seemed a little bit too easy. Still, in a way. The way that he effectively was taken out. <clears throat> I know I thought that was actually going to be a bit more of a bigger storyline than it ended up being. It was effectively just a vehicle to get Halsey back into oh. UNSC hands. Well, obviously, one of the other big things is... Uh, Glasslands and the other two books in the trilogy are set before Halo 4, right? And if you play Spartan Ops, when Halsey goes away with Julian Dama at the end of Spartan Ops, you're expecting something to happen. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's nothing, there's no connection between that. It's just she gets captured, next thing you ever see is her getting rescued again. Do you know what I mean? I, I was yeah, expecting a bit more for Halsey getting taken away by the, the Covenant. I, was, I really was, because... Although she gets her arm chopped off in Spartan Ops, it did seem a lot more mutual in Spartan Ops than, than just being straight up kidnapped. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, it did look like it was leading up to something like like um, cause obviously she had the uh, foreigner artifact and stuff, didn't she? That they got um, during the, during the Spartan Ops mission. So yeah, it looked like it was building up to something awesome. Um, clearly not. Well, the thing is, if you the thing that intrigued me is because the dialogue before she gets rescued is not. Obviously, one of a captor and a captive. It sounds more as if she is carrying out experiments that he is helping her with. This, this is what I mean. It's like she's kind of she's still prisoner. She couldn't just walk away from them. But it was very much a kind of mutual thing at the end of Spartan Ops, where like she's gone with him because it's going to fulfil her purpose as much as she probably doesn't want to be with him in particular. Yeah, but, yeah. She's she's trying to use them as a vehicle because Halls is like that. She likes to get what she wants um, and she she wants to know more about the forerunner stuff and how it can be exploited so she sees uh, going with Jewel and Dharma as, as a vehicle to do that um, which is indicated that, as in part the... of what she says when she gets back yeah. on the infinity which is when she says how far has she gone mm. which indicates that she does know that something is happening she has been investigating it she is aware of what the possibilities might be <clears throat> But not that's kind of alluded to anyway in the pre the pre level cutscene where you can see her putting Cortana into the casket that is carried by the person when you play Reach to the Pillar of Autumn. Yeah. Because she mentioned something like if I think if people find out what we have done. Lovely we link that as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> so it's it's nice that they kind of did a re referral cut back to that and Especially it's just most people consider Reach to be... A bit. I, most people consider Reach to be bullshit, but I don't. So <laughs> I was quite happy to see it being mentioned. An honourable um, mention. So at that point, we then move on to Blue Team, who are... Boring. Sorry. Well... <laughs> the thing is that Master Chief's tone is always going to be Master Chief's tone. And without somebody to play off on like Cortana did, he comes across as very bland. It's just it's, I it's think always been that anyway. Chief, Chief's never been an interesting character. As much as everybody loves him, I don't understand it. It's like the Superman complex in it. Um, he's all powerful, but he's well. He's, the thing is, he, he's he's the best soldier, isn't he? So he's it's all business all the time. He he yeah. doesn't have any time when he's not fighting the the great fight, is it? And this is why I loved. Um, Reach so much is the fact that it was to me it was the series shown that it can go on without Chief. He's, he doesn't make Halo because he's a big fan of the books. Uh, obviously, the first four books or something focus on Chief, but eventually, very early on, it veered away for that and started mm-hmm. showing you look. Halo isn't this guy. Halo is all of this stuff coming together. Do you know what I mean? And I, I I'm, I'm disappointed in 
something as I say, we'll probably get to that later on. But it's mostly the whole. Well, you can say it now because because well, we, we, we're talking. We're only talking for people who have completed the whole yeah. thing, yeah, so I, we might as well. Just... I'm, I'm disappointed that he didn't die in this game, or at least come close to it or anything. The whole advertising campaign where you've got Locke and him facing off, and it's like both that annoyed me to fucking death. You've got the announcement to the general public about that the chief has died. What point in the fiction does that happen? What, uh, what that... point have they announced to the general public that Master Chief has died? Well, that's bef- that must be prior to the story in Glasslands because in Glasslands they've already got the memorial for him and stuff. Yeah, I, and the memorial I think for Horsey, that Horsey is. Well. There's it, it's beaten tactics, and I don't I don't like it. It's I think like... that's part of the whole Guardians coming. The Guardians that are being effectively self-excavating. Right. Because there was a, there, that was part of the advertising promotions where you saw a Chief running when there's a whole bunch of buildings collapsing, collapsing but around them. The, the most recent adverts was like news announcements. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Death. I think, and then when you listen to um, you listen to Hunt Hunt Truth, Truth, and th- this is why I don't think that announcement could have been just them um, announcing it just after Halo Three, because in, uh, Hunt the Truth very much happens well after Halo Three. No, I think I mean? they announce that when the colonies are having these seismic events. Mm. So, at some point in, in Hunt the Truth, spoilers for anybody who hasn't caught up. They announce that Chief's dead. They, f- they find it out over the what, the extra net or whatever. So when does that happen? When is he announced dead? Yeah, so I think that happens as a precursor to the Guardians. Because I think the Guardians have been causing these issues for months before we get to the start of Halo 5. That's my impression anyway. Well, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even that long in, a period, in, in time though. Because if you... Um, Listen to the dates at the end of Hunt the Truth. It tells you the dates mm. that um, what's the face Farrow dies, um, and then you look at the date at the start of Halo Five. It tells you the start of, of that mission, what the date is, um, and it's two days beforehand yeah. that Farrow that Farrow dies. So, so obviously, the Chief is declared dead not long before Halo Four. Why? Well, Halo think... Five. Sorry, Halo Five. Not long before the story kicks off, for some reason, the characters in Hunt the Truth but, have found out that Chief's been declared dead, but at so, that point, he's not even went rogue yet, so what's what's that all about? I think he has behind yeah. the scenes, though, because they're, they're only not passing on that he's gone rogue, obviously, but do, doing all the Halo 4 stuff and that, mm-hmm. it, it all kind of fits in a shorter time frame than it appears, I think. But what you've just said is just that Hunt the Truth, the last scene in Hunt the Truth takes place two days before Halo. And during the, the Halo 4, um, well, there's no reason to declare him dead until that point. But in Hunt the Truth, they find out that he's been declared death, dead. Sorry, So that's before the story even kicks off. So I, I don't get that. I it just felt very much like it, it was advertising tactics. To let but is that not between that Halo 4 and one. Halo 5, Hunt the Truth? It's definitely between four and five, but as Jace just said, the last episode definitely takes place a couple of days before Halo Five. Well, as Del said before, the the geological anomalies that are going on are the Guardians coming up. So you've got to take. Um, I think those those Guardians coming up over the space of days, and Hunt the Truth only happens over a space of a week or something like that. The entire thing. It seems like longer because you are episodically, but it, it all happens over well, that short space of time. I'm putting it down to bullshit to try and get people to buy, more people to buy the game because they'll be like, oh, the Master Chief maybe dies in this one, I need to buy it. But there was no yeah. reason to think that in the actual game. It didn't fit. Well, I think the whole advertising thing was bollocks. This whole fucking lock versus fucking chief thing, yeah. as we know, there was no fucking lock versus chief. There was a little bit of fucking handbags at the end, uh-huh. and that was about all they fucking had. There was no point in which time uh, you were shooting at the other character you from you weren't shooting at Chief as Lark or the other way around at any yeah. point. It's fucking nonsense. So, so well, well we blue team what did they get up to So basically help? Blue Team appear to have been sent off on a mission to stop the Ardent Ardent Moon or Argent Moon falling into Covenant hands. Yeah. At which point it appears halfway through that that Chief has a bit of a knock on the head and Cortana pops up and says, Hello there, you wanna come here? Remember me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you she think, gives you think you got rid of me. But, oh no. Yeah, she, she, she wants John to come and uh, meet her on the fucking planet she's on. Uh, Meridian, is it? Yes, go to Meridian. Yeah. Happy fun time land. Yeah. 
And at which, see, this is a point that I think what could have been a complex story actually becomes ridiculously simple. Um, because at that point, the mission finishes and Chief turns around and basically says, see all these missions? Pfft, fuck that. We're off to see, Meridian. The way they, they could have used it, he could have been off after Halsey. Do you know what I mean? That could have been the, the reason for him getting uh, going rogue instead of just like, brushing that away in the first fucking cutscene. But I, I don't think he has the same connection to Halsey that he has to Cortana. Mm. Even though Cortana is basically Halsey, he yeah. doesn't have the same connection because Halsey tried to keep a very distinct separation between feelings and um, not training. For, not for John, though. Not for John. Mm, not she, for John, no. Uh, not for John, well, I'm, I'm saying she tried. I don't know how well she succeeded, but she tried. She was all, she's also very much, um, in the Fallen Reach book, uh, she's very much portrayed as the, the, the Mama Bell yes. of the Spartans. Yeah, the animation mean? does indicate that as well. Animation is not too bad, to be fair, but that's a separate topic. Um, so yeah, so at that point, Chief goes on the hunt for Cortana, while Osiris goes on the hunt for Chief, while also seeing all these guardians appearing out of the ground in various different planets. <laughs> there you go, that's the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the entirety of it. Um, uh, we'll get on to what happens at the... the at the end, basically. The actual, the actual on, Argent moon, moon mission itself is very inconsequential, so I think you could, we could probably just cut to the next bit. It's, it's a setup. Yeah, that's the only Argent is purely so the next bit is obviously. Setup, the next bit is obviously uh, Osiris going down to Meridian, and they have to go and uh, go into that little fucking random little town with that fucking rampant AI yeah. as the, I remember the my fucking mayor. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about this. The little rogue chapter in the middle, because I noticed this one was long. In terms of chapters, when I looked at the achievements, uh, it's 15 missions this time. It's usually around about the kind of 12 mark in it for Halo. Hmm. Um, but the reason for that being that at least two of the chapters, or maybe a third one as well, become little non-shooting missions where you've got your gun down at your hip and you're going around talking to people for information. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that? I, I think I'd rather have just seen that in the cutscene, to be honest. I think what they were trying bit. to do is give a deeper sense of a story by allowing you to see different points of view well, well certainly I would say that settlement is the best of the of the, one, of the sections like that and the reason for it being a lot of the times when you're seeing the this universe with chief's eyes or whatever other soldier none of these places look lived in if that makes sense so it was quite nice to go about a, a settlement mm. with actual people who are trying to live their lives do you know what I mean? Because you've never really had that. Like when you go to Earth, it's already been invaded by the Covenant. Everybody's abandoned it or dead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I did quite like that element to it, but I just I didn't see the point in wandering about to talk to these people. It's it's. I think the whole reason of going around those was to flesh out the story, though, to get. Um, obviously, you got the intel points to pick up. You got the people to talk to. Which are all basically just little bits of story yeah. snippets to to build up the world and build up what's going on in Meridian, um, and how that fits into um, the, the the story as a whole. It's yeah, I can see why they've done it. I think just to flesh it out a yeah. bit longer because without those um, slower sections to extend the time, it wouldn't have been a very long game. So I, well, I took eleven hours with a quite a bit of exploring going on. Um, I know Terry did it in nine and a half on Heroic. Um, what was your playtime? I don't know. I think about six minutes? Amazing. About seven or something. Seven hours or something. Um, with cool. not much exploring. Yeah. I think they, that from a proper playthrough. They definitely had, I think they had a bigger ambition for those areas than they could eventually realise. Mm. To be honest. Uh, I think they wanted to do something that would allow you to hear different stories and find out different things, but the way the development went and the way that they slotted in, I think they just got, ah, you know what? Okay, we'll just we've got them in there now. Let's just move on. Yeah. Because um, it was alright. I, I don't I, I don't hate it. I just thought it, those sections stuck stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. In Halo, to me. I will um, say the way that the guardians appeared and the way that they animated oh. and the way that they moved in and out of Do you mean uh, after you go down to the Vault of Glass and fight Atheon? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so you go down into the big hole, don't you? The big mining yeah. bit and they found the, the, 
the this guardian that that's inactive when they when they first got there um and that was a real nice big um scene when you're going down into that thing and you just you see the structure in there looks like a building underground and then the fucking thing wakes up you're like oh fucking shit let's get the fuck out of here it was particularly nice watching them doing all that platforming in the cutscenes but i didn't get to do did you like that jess yeah lots of that yeah i I really thought the way that they they did the guardians was actually really very impressive Mm. i I just want to point out by the way because i'm sound very negative right now and there's a reason for that and it's that the story really doesn't click for me in this game until very near the end like the last maybe five or six missions of the game so I'm being quite negative now but there's a lot of fucking goodness in the end of this game well negativity is still an opinion mate it's all good mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I wanted when the Guardian activity was going on when the Guardians were resurrecting themselves um, was uh, when you listen to Hunt the Truth, there was a lot of talk about these gravitational anomalies, so people were floating and things mm. were fucking floating around and that. There was none of that. It was just a bit of fucking, oh, it was a bit of a fucking earthquake and here comes the Guardian. I wanted a bit where you were floating around, you fucking yeah. had to do something with the, with the zero gravity or something like that. You're that probably would be nice using to... the mag boots, Chase. You probably would have seen it. Oh, of course. The, yeah, the, yeah, the boots, only yeah. time that you got anything like that was when you were on the left going up the left and I think one appeared and every, everybody kind of launched into the air. But then you just keep I think, it back yeah, down I think again. that was, yeah, I think that was because the lift slipped down the shaft a bit, though. It wasn't mm. from the anomaly thing. But that that lift section was obviously what you were doing there. So you were escaping from the anomaly that was going on, which was obviously the guardian mm-hmm. coming up onto that space lift. That was a bit of a fucking hellish section, getting out there past that fucking phaeton. Yes, that was a fucking nightmare. That thing it ripped me to pieces. I must have died about nine times there. Um, but yeah, getting on that space lift, um, that was. A nice little setting, you know, it's like a little enclosed arena sort of mm. thing. But um, obviously, you got the guardian outside it, and and then uh, all the Prometheans spawning in. That was that was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. it, it was a very fun level. Uh, again, I hadn't clicked. I hadn't clicked with the story yet, but definitely the whole the, the scale of the action, the parkour, and up the I don't know what you would call it, other little ramps and stuff mm. to get up to the lift was phenomenal for me. Yeah, because you got enemies, you got enemies spawning on there. Obviously, you got and, and you got the fate on outside, so you got to try and avoid the fire from that whilst killing things, whilst parkouring up to the top. That was all quite good. Mm. Now you're Stopped there about a rocket. Think, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. I think you're going to have to take over here because this is a point where we get into the Sanghelios homeworld and the Civil War, and I'm not really sure what's happening at this stage. This is a bit where because I don't know much of the extended universe or as much. Well, it felt a bit part, flat, this section. For me, this is the part where I had a bit of a sex wee, to be honest. <laughs> I don't remember why we're going to think there's another Guardian going to show up or some shit, and I can't remember. Well, the thing, Osiris needs to access this Guardian to be able to get to the uh, home world yeah. that Blue Team have been transported to. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, only way to, the only way to get there is to hop into the slip space bubble that's created when Cortana takes the next Guardian yeah. to where she's fucking gone. Aye. Uh, but yeah, as, as you said, as I said, I had a bit of a fucking sex wee. I couldn't even text Jace fast enough for my excitement that we were going to San Galios. Uh, and I, when I was playing it, I, I was expecting that the second you got to that bit, you'd be like, we're going to San Galios, because I was the same. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that stuff's all pretty cool. Again, this is the point where I think I'd started to pick up on it now, uh, mostly because of where we were going. It, it's a bit coincidental that suddenly you show up to do your objective and it puts you right smack at the critical point in the Sangheili Civil War. But I don't give a shit about that. It was cool. I got to do two things at the one time. <laughs> There's lots of good stuff on the Sanghelios level oh, as well. Yes. Um, if you go exploring around that bit, you, again, when you've got your weapon down, you just go and talking to people and stuff, and you've got to um, basically do fetch quests between two people. Um, th- if you hunt around and find um, there's certain characters that do some real funny shit there, um, some good conversations going on that you can listen into, and some of the um, audio logs you can find as well are quite funny. So there's lots of humour in there, which which for me broke up that just walking around part of that mission. Yeah. I didn't do enough of that in my first playthrough, but definitely when I go back in for my my, my heroic playthrough I'll be I'll be hitting that hard looking for all well, the when we do the when we do the legendary one there'll be much exploring going on so uh, yeah. don't expect it to be over quickly. Mm. 
Um, but just the scale of those levels building up, especially when you start to take on the what was it the Hydra you were taking on? Basically the giant scarab. The Kraken. The Kraken. Right, that was that was just a waste. Of- I think the Kraken was a waste as well, Dale. I think um, the build-up to it, as Will says, when you when you go along that cliffside and it's it's climbing through the canyon and you've got the legs coming down, it's saying avoid the legs and stuff, and if you go near the edge, you can get squished by a leg if you're really fucking stupid. Um, and you've got all that big build-up, and then you get to actually fighting it, and it's like, all it's right. Just, it's just a scarab. It's just an upscaled scarab. You're just going to shoot the core. You fly into it, shoot the core, and, then, and get away. It's not even difficult to do. No, because the um, scarab, of course, you need to properly fight on the ground before you can get onto it. This one, you just flew onto it, shot yeah. a few turrets with your, what is it, phaetons, you said they're called? Um, yeah, the phaetons, yeah. I like, that, I like the idea of the forerunners having vehicles. I'd like what to was it, no, it was with banshees, it was with banshees you were doing that one. Or, or phaetons, you can do both. Oh, was it, was it a choice? Yeah. Was it? Oh, cool. Um, There's actually an achievement for doing that without shooting any turrets, I fancy doing that one. Yeah. Yes, maybe no one legendary, but... <laughs> no, it's got to be on at least heroic, though. Yeah, um, but... As you said, it, well, it's just, as you say, you run in, you shoot the core, you get it boring. <laughs> it, I'd ex- you'd expect it to be more heavily defended, like some proper elite zealots or something down there. And I think there is there is one on heroic. Yeah, you, what happens is that once you start shooting the core, that's when you see the area starts to get a bit more flooded with enemies. But all you do is you just concentrate on getting the core blown up. As soon as it's blown up, you just run out. And ignore everybody. Doesn't matter. Well, you have to. You kind of have to run out and yeah. ignore one because you only have like twenty seconds or something. And it's like, oh, really? And then for some reason, you just fly around it for about a minute and a half before the level ends. We're nothing to do. Yeah, that that bit, like you say, was a waste. But yeah, fair enough. It's a nice big set piece as well, which is what it was. So why not? We'll let it, we'll let it pass. Mm. And the main, I mean, the main story behind it is that you're helping the arbiter effectively take control of Sanghelius. Is that yes. right? Aye, taking it back for Sangeli instead of being under Covenant control. And you're piggybacking off that so that when the Guardian appears, you basically jump on its back and say, "Right, let's go." Because I think, I think in terms of um, in terms of philosophy and stuff, uh, Arbiters learned a lot for us, and the Sangeli for thousands of years, however long they've been under the Covenant, have been brought up as a warrior race. The only reason they exist is to breed more warriors to send to the Covenant, so they've got no, like, there's, there's no real government in place, they don't have proper fucking systems like farming or anything like that. So, uh, the Arbiter wants to change all that. And yeah, because they've, they've relied on the, um, the Ungoy and the... Um... What's the other oh, one? Oh, we could chase it on going. The jackals and stuff, whatever they're called. I can never remember the jackal What were the jackals called? They're, um, they're called something with a K. Um, Is it Kigai? Kigai, yes. Kigai. Kigai, that's it. So so they've always relied on those lesser races um, to do all their work for them. And essentially, that's, that's part of what you get from Glasslands as well, that they're, they're um, because of the Civil War's on and the, and the Covenant effectively is broken down and all the races have gone their own way. Um, they're like, oh, we've got to do shit for ourselves now. And... Uh, that's and where Julian Dharma's missus is actually trying to run it all and, and trying to I mean, pull things together. But that's what you're trying to do, Del. You're trying, you're trying to put him in charge so they can be a proper yeah. world again. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, where are we now? We've, we've, so we're, we're, we're in the arbiter bit, aren't we, really? blue team up to again? Well, blue team are going through, I think, a forerunner, not a home world, but a forerunner world where the Guardians are all popping in because Cortana is... Bringing them all there, she's activating. Yeah, every she's trying to get the band back stage. together, isn't she? Yeah. And she's she's in charge. She's calling you to help. Come and come and meet her. But yet you still have to fight shit tons of fucking. Well, the, the reason for that is because the <clears throat> warden. So, I know. Yeah, the the warden eternal, which is for one of a better phrase, the most annoying boss that Halo's ever had. Proper Um It'll be easy when we do co-op because you can do tactics, but when you're doing single player and you ask your AI to just shoot him all the time, they don't know about flanking, so they just kind of stand there and go, oh, you're going to... St- oh, I'm dead. But no, By shooting him, you obviously mean run up and stand two feet away from him <laughs> and get killed, which is what they do for every other enemy when you try and I mean, get him to shoot him. But, you say, pick up that sniper rifle. Yeah. And then you go, right, I'll pick up the sniper rifle. And you go, right, shoot that enemy. Okay, I'll stand two centimetres in front of him, put the sniper rifle down and pick up a plasma pistol to shoot him with. I well didn't done. quite yeah. have those issues, but I, I understand what you mean. But effectively, the Warden Eternal is does not believe that the Chief and his team will 
meet Cortana and say, you're doing a bang-up job, let's keep doing this. He thinks they're going to meet her and say, you've gone nuts, you silly bitch. So he keeps putting four... So he's playing bodyguard, and he's trying to He's putting four of other enemies in their way, which is... That is, I mean, effectively, that is a bit of a MacGuffin, just so you don't just walk around as blue. Ah, so you've got something to shoot. And yeah, all that kind of, you know, and, you don't and just. For walk some reason, the, the Covenant said as well, whenever mentioned, <laughs> you need to shoot them sometimes. Well, they were. I think the, the within the story, it was mentioned that they were being brought through as part of the slip space jumps that the Guardians were doing. Yeah. Uh, of course, how they managed to set up turrets and all that. <laughs> um, so well, yeah. without them, you wouldn't have any sticky grenades, would you? So there's no point in not having. <laughs> Um, so yes, so the blue team are working their way towards Cortana at this point, who is trying to play nice with them. And Osiris have at this point now managed to get on to the Guardian that's gone through slip space to the same world that blue team are currently in. Has that happened yet? It happens at the end. When when you finish the Sanghelios level, that's what happens. The blue team, the uh, Osiris yeah. team, jump with the Guardian at that stage. Which is all a bit nonsense, really, yeah. but yeah. yeah. It's, um, That's it's a good it. way of putting all the characters together. Um, it is, yeah. Effectively, they all end up on the same world at that point. It's just that the blue team are much further ahead, and the Cyrus are trying to push on through. This is a point that it basically just comes down to Cortana believes that she can bring uh, order to the world. The galaxy, isn't it? Yeah, Order to the Galaxy by... And that's what I like about this game. That's, we'll probably get to it later on, but I, I really like the scale of the, of the threat in this game. You're not just saving the world. No, you, like, may as well get, you may as well get to it now, because we're effectively at the end, really. <laughs> well, I, well, basically that's the thing, and it? it's Halo 3 is obviously the one so far we've had with the biggest stakes, and it's, you know, Earth and humanity. But the fact is, it, I mean, it pretty much looks like for Halo 6 you're going to be fighting for the whole galaxy and for mm. everything in it do you know what I mean and that to me is raising the stakes the way I wanted it to do the way Halo 4 never did do you know what I mean yeah yeah. because that's uh, what happens at the end of this is that all the Guardians are there and Cortana effectively turns around and says right so I'm going to send all these Guardians off to what I consider to be trouble planets or trouble um, races and if you go out of line I'm just going to kill them Effectively, am I am I right in thinking that? That I don't know. It's never a, it's never really got across what the guardians are going to do. Uh, did they destroy the planet? Did they kill everything on it, or did they just hang about and yeah. kill any any wrongdoers or whatever? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I suppose that will probably be explored more in Halo Six. She, whenever that comes, she believes that the Forerunner legacy should be inherited by AIs created by man. Because she then uh, gets all the other AIs. Yeah. Fact. Mm. Yeah, she gets, uh, she gets all the other just, AIs. Yeah. It's basically just the Americans bringing freedom to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> America! <laughs> but th- yeah. that, that brings me to something. One of the things that did, I really didn't like towards the end was I felt like there was a proper character assassination of Katana towards the end. I thought we got a good, sad um, end for Katana. In Halo 4, and it was sad. I don't care how much of a man you think mm-hmm. you're, Jace. You must have had the fucking tissues at the first time you played that shit. Which bit, sorry, mate? In Halo 4, <laughs> when, oh, yeah. can, when Katana basically sacrifices herself for you, I thought that was a good ending yeah, yeah, for her yeah. character. Yeah, it was good. And one of the things I said to you, well, list of things uh, that we want or don't want about the game was I didn't want Katana in it straight away. And they pretty much did put her in straight away, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I don't like... Obviously, she thinks she's doing good, right? And at some point, she, most of the game, she's trying to convince Chief and her team to join her, do all this stuff. Um, but I find towards the end of the game, she becomes a cackling, wicked witch of the West. Yeah, it's when she explains to him, what on that bit where, you, where you, you're you approaching up there and you're, you're doing the lifts in, to get to the, the higher building yes. in the... In the, uh, the for on a structure, and you get there, and she tells you what you want to do. It's like fucking hell. Uh, yeah, you fly my fucking pretties. It's a wicked witch of the fucking west. Well, this is the thing, and it's obviously she. She really wants Chief on board with because because he, he's so important to her and they're important to each other. But she obviously comes to the conclusion that he's on the opposite side of her. 
later on, you would think she would still have some sort of heavy heart and wouldn't be fucking reveling in the sending well, enemies to kill you. I, I disagree slightly only in terms of I don't think she entirely revels because she never kills him. Even though she has a chance to. She doesn't. Well, she I, goes down, she could have easily got rid of the whole team, but she goes back a little bit by just trying to imprison them for 10,000 years, which I know isn't, you know, it's not six one and a half a dozen, but... But the, the biggest thing is the fact that her tone completely changes towards the end of the game. She sounds like a bad guy towards the end of the See, I thought she sounded like a bad it. guy pretty much from the start. Mm. Um, it's weird, because I have, I have a real 50-50 with this, in that I would have liked it if it was somebody else, because I've got relatively fond memories of Chief and Cortana through Halo yeah. 1 to 4. But on the flip side, because it is Cortana, I have a larger amount of investment in where the story is going to go than I would do normally. Yeah, yeah, I can agree and, with that. So it's, and to see her go out like that, to see her become... But we don't know if she is. Guy, we only know that's where she is just now. We don't know where she's going to be at the end of the next game. So then, uh, in terms of story, then we're at the point now where um, everyone's got to try and stop Cortana now. And who should pop up? But it's uh, Guilty Sparks' little sister pops up, doesn't she? Now this is where I'm going to call some bullshit, right? Because uh, <laughs> as Cortana's gone at pains to explain in about five seconds beforehand in the previous, the end of the previous mission, uh, she's the most powerful AI of all time. She now I has access to, yeah. But now she has the access to all of the forerunner fucking knowledge and all the forerunner fucking tech and everything. She's fucking king dingaling. But this little um, guilty spark can come along and totally get her name right. Yeah, whatever she's called, the fucking companion cube. She comes <laughs> along. <laughs> she comes along and manages to. Um, just derail all Cortana's plans. She, she doesn't know. Hey? She needs a manual touch. She needs uh, Osiris to shut down all the things that are blocking her that Cortana has run. The, the forerunners are smart people, mate. They're not going to let some rogue AI have the ability to wipe everybody out. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously stuff that requires a manual touch, and that's what you needed to do. That's That was a whole part of the mission of running about with her, was trying to shut down... Well, try to re-established her access to the systems that Cortana had shut down. Do you know what I mean? Plus, the uh, other which, thing which, is... Which only happens by shooting lots of people and pressing it. Uh, well, like, <laughs> uh, but the other thing is, you're thinking of Exuberant Witness as being just another guilty spark, right? What you, need, you, you won't know yet because you've never read the Forerunner trilogy, which, as I've said to you before, it's really boring, but there is a lot of information if you're really interested in the Forerunners and whatnot. Um... Uh, to get a little tiny bit spoilery, the, the what do you call them? The monitors yeah. are mm-hmm. not just AIs; they're people. Yeah, of course they are. I know, do you know what I mean? The same way as all the other combat shells and stuff. You don't know who she was, mate. Do you know what I mean? Well, she said that she, she served was, the builders. Well, I would say she would certainly be more high priority than Guilty Spark, and I know she she will have been based on reading those books, but. She's protecting something a lot bigger than just a single Halo installation. Do you know what I mean? And to be so fair, I, I thought of all the dialogue throughout the whole game, she was by far the best. Her and Buck. Just because of all the times going, yes, you humans are very violent, but it's awfully exciting. <laughs> I honestly thought it was just... I, was I don't it know the same those lines, but that does the voice of the one for Trials Fusion? That's what I was trying to figure out the whole time. <laughs> Uh, it sounds very much like the same wee, um, AI voice for that as well, or if she has an AI, I don't know. You can look it up, because the lady who did Exuberant Witness was Melanie Minichina. There you go. Look it up. Help yourself. I'm hoping that she comes back for the next game, and she kind of... She is the Cortana to Osiris, as Cortana was to Chief. Because I think all the hero games that I've played, when they have an AI companion work much better in terms of the dialogue bouncing off people. As much as I love Reach, it is very much a singular experience without a huge amount of that back and forth that I enjoyed. I think if we're talking AIs and we're talking um, the next game, 
I would love nothing more than to have fucking BB and Buck in the same <laughs> fucking team. Why did they not? They're a fucking Oni team. Do you know what I mean? The, the, yep. And we even got the, the voice actor who was spot on when you listen to Hunt the Truth. That is that is just BB. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I'm a wee bit um, jealous of you, Jace, because you're reading that book for the first time with that BB character in your head. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Get, you, you, you've got that now, do you know what I mean? But I... Well, I noticed he wasn't one of the AIs at the end. Do you know what I mean? And possibly one of the most fucking epic scenes of the game for me, by the way. I don't know how you felt about it, but... Yeah, when they pulled all, all the AIs in, yeah. Yeah, which he offers basically the same thing that she's been given, the, the cure for rampancy, the immortality forever. Uh, yeah, immortality, basically, to all the AIs. And you suddenly, as you're going through the mission, you start hearing all the all the AIs signing up to her. Uh, it was, I think... The games don't get it across, apart from like with Katana, but the games don't really get across how important AIs are mm-hmm. in the Halo universe. They basically run fucking planets, a lot of them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, so if that's the AIs the... are joining her, humanity is fucked, do you know what I mean? That, well, that's what happened on the Glass Planet and earlier in the game, is that it was effectively run by an AI that was a mayor. Although, interestingly, think... Roland did not seem to go across. Ah, it seems to be, I don't know, as... Is Infinity disconnected? She couldn't find Infinity for a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because in, Infinity's using the uh, Forerunner tech to uh, slip around through slip space, right. so jump around, and, and nobody knows where that. it is. I think he's definitely been protected from that, but I don't know. I, I, you didn't hear every single AI mentioned because there's definitely ones for the book who you didn't mention. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear get mentioned at the time either. Um, as I said, you never heard BB, for instance. Do you know what I mean? So. There's, obviously, we're going to have some on our side, but it's the the poor outer colony planets that are just basically reliant completely on an AI that are fucked mostly. So yeah, I mean, as I, I don't, if it had just been a generic bad guy, if it had been a and other forerunner that was doing this, I would have still felt the same sense of global, well, not global, uh, galactic doom, but. I wouldn't be as invested as whether they lived or died. Whereas at the end of the game, for however they may or may not have treated Cortana in different people's eyes, I've definitely going into the next game going, I still don't want to kill her. Don't care. I still really don't want to kill her. But I might well, have to. And that's actually going to be a little bit tough. As opposed to every other game where I just go, I don't care, I'm just going to shoot you between the eyes. That's it, and it. Finishing this game with um, how it did, sending... Um, what was it? Send all the sent all the guardians off yeah. to some other random slip space right. thing that they to God knows where. I but basically she's got um, blue team and a cryptarch, which is suspended yeah. animation. Basically, they won't age. Yeah. No, they got time. no. They they came. They were out of that because John yeah, they were, met they up with House at the end of the tent. Aye. Well, the last mission's trying to rescue them. Yeah, but they get rescued from it as as. A, aye, that's what I'm saying. But oh. aye. She's got them in the crypto because she wants she wants to prove to him like hundreds of years down the line that what she's trying to do yeah. is. Good. I see. So she can say to him, "Yeah, you know what I said I was going to do. It's worked. Look, everything's all fucking rosy in, in your the universe." Face, bitches. Because everyone's still fucking dead. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, and then obviously at the end they all have a big fucking jolly get together and uh, we have a nothing little, fucking jolly about little bit of, little bit of handbags between Locke and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking chief so I'm assuming and that's that's bullshit I'm assuming no one's seen the what legendary no. extra is at this stage no okay. I have not so I, I don't know what it is either I don't want to YouTube it or anything I want to wait until we see it on legendary together yes that's what it's going to be all about uh, it has to be something big I, does it, I mean I've got theories of what kind of things I would like to happen based on having read, read other books. I mean, one of the things is I'm, I'm very keen on the Flood coming back because I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think the Forerunners, as much as the story's quite good for them, I think they're really boring to fight. Oh, I like them. Actually, I really like fighting the Forerunners. <clears throat> I just don't think they have... The, the fact that they took out the Flood at the end of Halo 3, ob- for obvious reasons, um, and we've had we've now got them replaced with forerunners that are basically, all the weapons are just basically old weapons, which I know was the same with the Flood, but at least they ran at you and were scary. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, there's, there's an element missing for me 
right now, so I'd like something else, whether it be the return of the flood or you know, hints that the flood might be coming back or something else. I don't know. Well, I suppose but, this is it. This is it. We look forward to what you want to see in the next game. Hmm. And yeah, um, I'd love to see another enemy come back. I'd love to see the brutes come back because yeah. I fucking love love fighting against them. But um, yeah, it, it does need something else. There's only so many forums you can fight. Obviously, in this game, you do fight a fucking 14 million of them. Um, and it is very much the same fare each fucking bit you go to. Well, I think the thing is that they are, they seem to be slowly but surely phasing out Covenant forces at this stage. Yeah, I think if, if I was to guess, I would say the Covenant might not be a thing by the time we get to Halo Six, and I would actually like to see them more on our side, like the the Sangelios, hmm. maybe some of the other races fighting alongside humanity because we're all fighting for the same thing. Do you know what I mean? We'll see. I mean, certainly there's probably going to be extended fiction between now and Halo 6. And also, and I'm sorry if this is spoiling for you, Jace, but I already mentioned it in the text, but there's also another Halo ring floating about there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. True story. So, I want to know where that is. I want to know why that's been... If you read the Forerunner trilogy, that's very much pointed at several times, as if just keep this in the back of your head. Right. There's, another, there's another Halo ring out there. Watch it. Do you know so, what I mean? I'd like to see... Because the game's called fucking Halo. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I think they've got to save that for the last one, haven't they? Yes. Because they're only going to do... Well, how many how many more games are they going to do now? They're going to do six. Are they going to do a seventh one? You don't know. Okay, Halo but, uh... Wars coming out. Halo well, Wars I, I, I think Halo Wars might be quite detached again because um, maybe it'll be in the... in the main bit that's in like Halo 3 or something like that, maybe it'll be at that point in time mm. Halo Wars 2 comes out, because that's when the most action is going on, I think. Um, the other thing I would say is, I don't think we're getting the Spartan 4s uh, explored enough in these games. We've had two games now, and the Spartan 4s came in. Spartan Ops was obviously a good way of kind of showing you how they roll, kind of thing, but, I mean, you've only really seen Osiris and Sarah Palmer in this most recent game, and there's supposed to be plenty of them out there, do you know what I mean? I'd like to see some, something involving a lot more of them. I said there's there's hundreds and hundreds of those, isn't there? There's only, what, I mean, 10 remaining Spartan 2s and uh, less than 200 Spartan 3s and hundreds of uh, Spartan 4s supposed to be around. So, yeah, there's, you want some large scale with all the Spartans fighting, don't you? And um, I don't know. It's got At some point, the series has got to either finish the Master Chief story arc off and start afresh with something else or it's got to just come to one big massive fucking conclusion where everything's going off, all the fucking shit's going off and and we're all on the edge of our seats. So I think think this is where they started to try that though because throughout all the missions you only Master Chief for three of them. I think that was just because they couldn't bring themselves to write him out yet. Well, no, they can. Well, they can. I don't think. I don't think anybody. Well, not anybody, but I think a large amount of Halo players would not accept a game that didn't have some Master Chief in it. Well, I think you can't until this Cortana thing yeah. is, is. But I think up. this is once that's wrapped up. I think they can both fuck off and die together. Yeah, I think this know. is the thing. I think what they're trying to do is introduce you playing as a different character more than playing as a chief to make it so that when they do eventually not when we don't play as the chief at all it's not so much of a shock I want Buck I want more Buck <laughs> you want more bang for your Buck <laughs> more bang for you. I fucking love Buck uh, not just because it's Nathan Fillion playing it but I, I just think it's such a good character uh, if you read New Blood if you don't read anything else Derek fucking New Blood are we listening it's only about six hours long yeah, it's had some good stuff in there, hasn't it? Aye. Uh, I, I just love that character, and I think everybody else does, and he's made almost as many appearances as Chief at this point. So, get, get, us, get, get us married to him. I, I suspect at the end of this trilogy, depending on how much you play as Master Chief in the next game, what they do next mean very, will have very little to do with those two characters. It's just that right I don't know, now, I, I, can see, I can see it being... Chief focused, but for the last time, mm-hmm. the next one. I just think you need, you need to get people over that hurdle of the mental hurdle of not playing as him. 
because a lot of people don't like reach for that very reason. Yeah. Ooh, like they're that, fucking. They're all fucking wrong. We know yeah. reach. Is but he didn't like uh, Halo Two for the same reason as he only played as a chief after time. I was like, why? Why, why am I uh, doing this? So yeah. it helps that Halo Five is as good as it is as well. I think well, that's that's a huge plus point. If it had been a bad game, that would have been something to hang over its neck. But because it's really good, people don't seem to mind so much. What I did like about this is it manages to do something that Halo 2 probably couldn't even have an effort at doing yet. Because when Halo 2 came out, it was just still a silly shooter, wasn't it? They had, obviously, you could see aspirations, you could see connections to things. And if you if you replay those games now after reading like the first big batch of Halo books, you'll see a lot of detail in the game that you never even noticed, which I think is really cool. But at that point, not a lot of people were invested in it emotionally. And obviously the biggest event happens in Halo 2, which is the Covenant finding Earth, and that should be, like, that should be the fucked moment, do you know what I mean? That should be the, the oh shit moment, and it isn't, it's just exciting. But I think the ending of this game, the Tony, it totally beats the ending of Halo 2, mm-hmm. because when you show up at the end of Halo 2, and it's like the world's fucked, fucking Master Chief suddenly shows up, and it's like, why are you here, Chief? To finish this fight. That's pretty cool. Uh, and you know when Halo 3 comes out, I'm coming back to kick ass, but the way things are sitting right now in Halo 5, it looks very difficult to see how humanity or the universe could come back from where it is right now. Do you know what I mean? And I like it. It's a total tone of hopelessness. It's like the series, this, this series' version of fucking the Empire Strikes Back in it. You're all fucked, basically. Aye. And I like that. I like where we're sitting right now. I like that. Um, we don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, even Infinity's just jumping from place to place until they can figure out what to do. Do you know what I mean? That's that's literally the plan right now. So I like this. I like where we are right now. Exciting yeah, it's times. it's poised for something fucking enormous, isn't it? I don't know. Obviously, that was enormous, but it's poised for. I, I can see them having. In, well, they're they're at the right platform point, I think, now to um, solve the Cortana thing and then fucking. Chief's end. Yeah. I think six would be the time to do it. Six is a nice fucking number yeah. to do it on. Um, and see where we go from there. We can all fucking cry into our beer for a year. Be mm-hmm. right. But, aye, that's, that's basically everything I've got to say. Sure. Yeah, fair is. You got anything else to add? No, Del, I'm good. We, uh, that me. Cool, well, uh, if you've enjoyed our ramblings and you've got things to add, or uh, please don't tell us what the fucking legendary ending is we need to do our co-op run first uh but yeah let us know what you think of what we've said uh if you agree if you disagree um as always get us on twitter at console underscore ninjas on the email console ninjas podcast at gmail.com or find us around the dark corners of the internet and come and play some games of us um especially come get us on for warzone if you're playing any of that uh right we're gonna bugger off and we'll see you with a proper show again pretty soon later